kids uh, give me the shits. Welcome back to another edition of the Para Podcast. I'm back from Fiji. Apparently, Semi Rad Radra actually lives in France these days, so I didn't spot him while I was over there. <laughs> but tonight, I am joined by Birdie. Hey, how's it going? 40. Ahoy, hoy, boys. Ham. Yep, still here. Para Manners. I'm here. Welcome back, illustrious host. Our glorious leader. So, um... <laughs> All hail the hypnotoad. <laughs> All right, so we're we're there's not much news on the agenda because um there's a two week blackout with Origin going around. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll jump straight into the reviews, which had Eels ten points to Broncos eighteen points with a try scorer to George Jennings with that breakaway try. Uh, luckily, Michael didn't try pick up that breakaway, or otherwise he would have dropped it on the final <laughs> <middle> line. <laughs> So that's the tale of the night. Uh, Michael Jennings, uh, two fumbles over the try line, um, then that forward pass, and then also Tepai Moroa held up over the goal line was the the big difference in the um, the outcome. I'd just like to say we did actually score two more tries. Um, that was a rake of the ball play yeah, on. I think that's, that's... George Jennings scores again, and then uh, that wasn't a forward pass. And, no. You know we've got um, in another game Benji Marshall being hailed as an absolute hero, and it was. Similar sort of pass, so I, I agree absolutely on the first account in the sense that that was clearly raked out. You could see that arm come up, come underneath uh, Jenko's frame to reef the ball out. Should have been playing on for George Jennings grounding the ball. The second one, I could cop that being called a forward pass if the officiating had been consistently on that line the entire game. If you're going to let the teams both both play and and uh, let forward passes or borderline passes go and just let both teams play at the advantage line that way, that's fine. But Brisbane got away with a few uh, dubious passes throughout the night, one of which led to their second try. And unfortunately, Parramatta had a few of their line ball passes come back in some pretty crucial moments throughout the night. I'm really surprised because it was at Suncorp Stadium that that wasn't actually a penalty to the Broncos. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah, we were off there was a on pa- the play somehow. Yeah, there was a pass earlier... Just over the other oh, side, on halfway in the first on half, it went three oh meters God. forward. It and actually half the, the, fox, half the, the fox commentators yeah. just stopped in the middle of what they were talking about and sort of went, "Did that really just happen?" Like, yeah, even yeah, the that, pocket referee had the whistle to his mouth. And yeah, what's going on there? Ah, you know, it's Broncos home game. Sometimes it seems like you're better off actually throwing the ball two, three meters forward on purpose <laughs> because the refs <laughs> just sort of stand still and go, "Like a stunt go, fucking yeah. happen." And then, sorry for swearing <laughs> just then. But then, yeah, you're better off just throwing it two, two, three metres forward rather than throwing a flat pass, and you're fine. I may be biased, but I reckon that's the fourth game this year that we've lost based on refereeing decisions. And we weren't great, but we had two tries taken off us. We lost by eight points. And that's four I games even that I number, count. You know? Most of those games you could write off as us failing ourselves. It felt oh, like yeah, on true. Thursday, yeah. this was one of the real games where the officiating had a, a pretty significant impact on the result. Because even though we executed poorly at times, the effort was outstanding on Thursday night. Yeah, I think you know our effort was definitely there, and oh, yeah. you know a lot of players put in, but it's still that um, attacking twenty where we're just oh yeah, of, yeah. We get there and we we the, have no idea what the we're black doing. hole in the red no, zone. It's a huge issue. Yeah, there's no unders lines from um, the the forwards or centres. Our halves are cramped up. Um, I did like the swap between Gutherson and Norman. I thought. It allowed Norman that little bit wider, um, and our attack seemed to be a little bit straighter. I'm not sure what if you guys saw that, but um, that's the way I, I saw the game, that our attack, um, especially down the left-hand side, was a bit straighter rather than um, playing a little bit wider. Well, I, I, I want to know who at the club has not worked out. The block plays haven't worked for two seasons, and mm. we still get inside they've, their they've 20 got their place in the and game, do this but stupid we, we block plays. We overuse yeah. them for sure. Yeah, there's got to be something different. Well, against Manly, we started running these angles and stuff, mm-hmm. and things happened. And we've yep. gone back to the crap that we'll do in the first six weeks again. It's batch it. Like, the forwards dominated the Broncos' forwards the other night. I think our forwards were all over yeah. them. But the backs didn't use any of that field position they had correctly. Whether it was yeah. an error or a bad pass or or a, or a play that was so easy to defend. Like it's They're too shallow in attack, and they're trying the flat attack. But it puts so much pressure with the fast defence coming up in your face to try and catch the ball. They're not throwing the pass out the back to someone else. 
who's standing a bit deeper. And given yeah. well, Jennings doesn't get the ball with enough time to use some footwork to beat the man in front of him, he gets it as the, as he's reaching the defensive line. It's too late. He can't do any work there. Yeah, I, I agree 100% there. And um, go back to where you said um, our forwards dominated theirs all game. In the first half, um, I think it was Manu Mao, Penny Terrapo, and uh, Tepo Morola all ran for over 70 metres. The only Broncos played run over 70 metres was um, Pangai Jr. So, you know, we were right over the top of them and we couldn't do anything. Well, I think part of that, we we talked about bad block, uh, bad block plays and our backs and our edge forwards not necessarily running the right angles. I think that's also reflected in our struggles at dummy half at the moment. We haven't been able to get crisp service to Mitchell Moses especially, but Corey as well and Quinton Gufferson. And I feel like Cam King, who's had his struggles this year, and Will Smith, who was a, a very competent uh, backup, uh, backup half, backup dummy half, sorry, as well as a fantastic utility. Neither of them have sort of hit a sweet groove since Kayser went down in that nice little run of individual form that he had. I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but last week I did mention that the Broncos' yeah, markers right, seemed to yeah. split slow and the A and B defenders are wider. When when uh, Will Smith first came on a dummy half, he made a few darts out of dummy half and made really good metres. But the next play was wasted. If you can get two against the Broncos, if you get two or three dummy half runs in a row, you'll make really easy ten to fifteen meters on each play, and then you can then you can work something with your outside backs. I think we wasted that opportunity. It didn't happen at all when King Smith, when Cameron Smith was on there. He didn't run once the whole time he was out there. But when Will Smith came on, he made them darts out of dummy half, and we got good meters, and we had him backpedaling in defence. But we wasted that opportunity. That's fair, very fair. And like you said, you pointed it out when we did the the pregame analysis. And it's unfortunate that we can't capitalise on those sort of opportunities. But for me, that means... You know what sums up our season? The one time we do a block for a kick, you know, the winger, <laughs> yeah. we do it wrong and they <laughs> score. It just, I don't it just seems we're doing everything I don't. Wrong. I don't even know if Tacker did it that wrong. I thought he, he didn't change his line, but he stopped on his angle and he's, yeah. allowed, he's entitled to do that. Whereas if you watch... The um the replay of the Takarangi on by contrast when he was contesting the ball he was quite literally tackled off the ball and the referee and was about off. yeah I think that they're, they're a flip of a coin the space between it, I, I, I agree really Hamish but it's one of those coin flips that we never seem to win uh, Taka gets absolutely molested off the ball most weeks and, you and know, French gets taken out when he's still a yeah, meter in the exactly air. Yeah. yeah and then don't forget when um Kahu just threw his body in front of Jennings uh, chasing a grubber through like which is a borderline yeah, exactly. borderline sim bidding for some um, some games but yeah and you just think like the isn't can't the can the bunker step in there where it's a, a stop in play and there's a, a a foul happening in the previous play or was that wrong in the past for they, intentional they had some, foul play yes, they can but in in they? the past they had greater executive authority to overturn stuff in in between breaks of play but I'm not sure if it was in the approach... To, I think it was the approach to 2017 season. They revoked a lot of those privileges of the bunker to try and improve the flow of the game, I think, was the reasoning. So the bunker can no longer overturn line dropouts for 20-meter restarts, and uh, they can't overturn scrums, which is unfortunate because Parramatta's had a couple of shockers this year where they weren't the last team to touch the ball, quite obviously. Uh, I think George Jennings against the Bulldogs, was it? Was one of the prime examples. And yeah, there was yeah, um where Morris hit the ball. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And it was it was quite it was quite obvious on replay and unfortunately you don't get get the opportunity to overturn it. So it's a divisive uh divisive topic in the game as far as how much do you want the video officials to have an influence on the game. I wouldn't mind them having a greater influence if they did it with more consistency. But that's the big issue of NRL officiating is consistency in general. And you, you go game to game and even within the same game you, you can find some really frustrating double standards, and that was on show. On. I will say, I will say that I'm not bashing Brad Arthur. I think he's a great coach. It's just his bench rotation is absolutely dog shit. He does not know how to use his bench. I think he forgets. And when you look at the substitutions that, substitutions that are made, half of them are for HIA, so they're not his choice. And the other half is just, I just think they're just it's just poor. He needs to pick up on that, you know, work on that, you know, this off season or this season. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, looking at Murata's case and some uh, forwards he's used before, I think Murata, um, we could use him a little bit longer. I, th- I thought he was playing really well. He ran, what, 40 metres off three runs or something. Oh, he's, made. his first hit-up was, um, un- was, was unreal, wasn't it? He nearly, he nearly yeah, broke the line. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you, if you inject him maybe just before half-time, um, forwards get a little bit tired. Because he's, he's a big boy. I, I met him up close for the first time on the weekend. He's absolutely massive. 
you know, you get him running on an edge um, late, in, late in the first half, early in the second half. Um, would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree that, you know, his bench rotation's a bit poor um, at times. Sometimes it works really well, other times it hasn't. So You want to talk about officiating. I'll tell you what the biggest problem is with the officiating at the moment. Have a look at the two referees they give of a State of Origin 1. The best referee is not even refereeing State of Origin 1. Matt Checken is by far and away. Referee. Matt Checken. Yeah, he is the best referee by far and away. Chicken legs. Out of all of them. Yeah. Oh, and Ashley Klein. Ashley Klein has made that many errors. Yeah, Klein's awful. This season. And he's, he's in there in the State of Origin 1 with, with um, the referee's boss's brother. Klein. They actually picked Klein as the Origin ref. I'm not a big fan of Origin. But to have. He is absolutely yeah. woeful as a referee. He's got. He's got no, like there's nothing good going for him, and you know I'm saying that not just because of parent. I've seen other games where it's just exactly like, it's not just what is he even on our, doing on, on the field. Games. He's the sort of guy that when you see him on the team sheet for the game, you actually cringe, just going not again, like not again. He is yeah, not not he's a fan. Not first grade standard. Man. No, he's not. But, but there's no, problem, but, no, but not many of them are. That's Let, the, let's move off Origin talk back to our game. So I just wanted to run through some <laughs> Sorry, stats. Abish. Sorry, Hamish. Uh, 52% possession, but we only completed 76% of our sets. Um, not good enough. We need to be at least mid to high 80s um, with our pack. Um, they're not as big. They're a bit more versatile and uh, dynamic, but yeah, just don't have the size or the go-ahead to, to, to um, be able to win games with that uh, completion percentage. Uh, six offloads, it was good to see a bit more second phase play, um, although I'd still like to see that up, but again, too many errors, you've got to hold the ball. And then again, our kick metres, 468 metres to Broncos 774. So again, um, Moses, whoever's telling him to kick these midfield nothing yeah, bombs, um, somebody needs to get in his ear. His, his kicking game has been <coughs> sorry, uh, pretty trash, and you, you've got to decide what you do um, with a bomb, it's, you can't just put it up midfield and hope. He should be putting those either right on the, the goal line or um, our kick chase needs to be a lot better. Um, the other uh, big stat was that we actually won a penalty count for once and albeit up <laughs> at Suncorp. Uh, 14 errors, not good enough. And of course the Michael Jennings sin bin, but going back to what you were just saying before, uh, Michael Jennings sin bin, was that more worthy of a sin binning? Do you, know, do, do you think that tapping a player who's taken a quick tap is worse than what Kahu did, dove in front of Jennings' legs to run him off the ball. Yeah, I, I think and that it was a definite check. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, um, I think I, I was frustrated with the initial penalty that led to the situation where Jennings got binned. I thought that was a bit contentious, the high shot. Mm, yeah, true. Yep. I think the referee, the referee was absolutely correct to bin Jenko following his actions for the quick tap. But conversely, I also thought that Kahu should have been binned for what was obviously a professional foul. I think it's stupid what Jenko did. Like everyone knows, as soon as the penalty yeah, is blown, just don't touch. You know, just don't yeah. touch anyone. But it's amazing how often it's how one often of those happens. ones. It's reflex. Yeah, exactly. It, it just it happens every week. You get one like that. It's just reflexive. So a big takeaway from our season to date, and it just shows how we've just let ourselves down in those critical moments. In that eight of our ten losses, we've lost by less than oh, ten points or less, mm. and in five of those losses, we've scored the same amount of tries as our opposition. Um, so this game, we decided to take the penalty goal. Of course, it didn't come off, unfortunately. Um, but it's just in those key moments where you know you get a repeat set, and then you have Matungi drop the ball, um, or you're coming out of your own end, and you just uh, uh, Vave drops a, a, a sitter. You've just got to take those opportunities and just you've got to hold the freaking ball to, to start with, and then your execution flows from there. And when you're not defending an extra, you know, five, ten sets a game, you can actually put more effort into your kick chase, into those one percenters, which we're not doing in attack at the moment because we're so gassed from from um, putting ourselves on the back foot through our errors and our and our um, poor discipline at times. That's been the story for the season so yeah. far, unfortunately. Unfortunately, you know, on a micro and a macro level, we just keep digging holes for ourselves, don't we? Yep. I was gonna say, I was gonna say that our losses—they only been what less than two, two tries. Like we're not like the Newcastle Knights in the previous years when we were getting from no. like thirty to forty points. You know, so if you take out the loss to Manly in round two as an outlier, which is what it is, uh, across the other what is it? We're, we're ten and two now. Across the other nine losses, I think we're averaging nine points or eight points a loss as a differential. So, 
like every game is being right within our grasp. Unfortunately, we just haven't been able to to push it home and get a couple more wins. And last year we won a lot of games by short, you know short uh, close margins. So like it just it just happens, you know. You get those wins, you get you know get those losses. It just seems we get a fair bit of losses, you know. If we had more luck, we yeah, could have had not, four not more executing wins. executing like we did last year. If we had more luck, we would have had four more wins. We'd be on 12 points just sitting just outside the eight. Yeah, and the complexion of the season is completely different. Yeah. Exactly right. So it's really, it's the stupidity and luck at the same time, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It shows you the value of having a semi-rad radder in your team. Um, I was having a chat with one of the local Fijians, and he was saying, you know, our oh, wingers... They're crap, you know. That's their job to score tries, and if they don't score tries, then you know they should be hooked. Was, my my, my um, response to that was to say that you know, feed, uh, Semi just played in um, the Barbarians team mm, and got me and in the destroyed match. England. Yeah. I think it How good was absolutely he? Yeah. destroyed England. So he's he's one of the best. Well, I would say the best winger on the planet in both codes. Um, and um, it's it's one of the reasons I really dislike the NRL media because they drove one of the most talented players of, our, of this yeah. generation one, out of the game with aren't. their vitriolic yeah. rubbish over the last year with his um, domestic violence charges that were completely thrown out. To be so, fair, he was playing inside or outside. So I'm not sure. Outside, outside, outside centre. Yeah, he plays yeah. he plays outside centre in, in yeah. Union, but, but still, as as a winger, would be absolutely fantastic over there. Um, I think yeah, de- wingers are definitely becoming more and more uh, crucial to the modern game because if you've got a winger, you know, they mightn't score all the time, but if you've got a winger that can run 180, 200 metres a game, you know, that's that's huge. You can you can afford to have a smaller forward pack. Think of it this way. Who handles the ball outside of the spine more than any other position? It's your wingers. You know, you, you pay the guys that touch the ball more. The hookers and the halves get paid the most because they're your primary playmakers that handle the ball so often. Wingers are the guys that start and finish your sets. And I think it's a, a hugely undervalued position salary cap-wise in the NRL because uh, you win games through the middle more often than not, and wingers have a big impact there, but they also win the games on the edges for you. And I'm almost bittersweet to acknowledge that the wing is such a crucial position in the NRL because some of the best rugby jokes are about wingers. It's like, what do you call <laughs> blokes that hang around footballers? Wingers, wingers yeah. yeah. <laughs> and why do wingers score so many tries? Because they're marked by other wingers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it, it's definitely an under. Un, de, I was gonna say it's definitely an undervalued position. Uh, not so much so online these days of some of the more informed communities like Reddit and whatnot. But it is it is an undervalued position. Right. Well, let's move on to ISP, where Wenty went down to the Bears ten to six, with try scorers Aono and Hofnana bagging one as well, which has seen Hofnana, as we'll touch on later. Uh, brought back up to the first grade squad. So yeah, I was out for this game. I actually wrote notes for the first ever time because I knew I'd forget. So the, so this is uh, this is actually proper notes from uh, ISP and Jersey Flag. Um, at the game, it was absolute woeful game. I, there was, I don't think you'll see a lower standard of quality. Um, even in reserve grade, it was just absolutely... The 20s were of better, of better quality then this ISP game is absolutely woeful. Um, in saying that, I thought that uh, Ray Stone and Oregon Kafusi were absolutely fantastic. Um, hitting the ball up, I have a mate para through and through, um, sometimes comments online in places. Uh, he wasn't sitting, he was sitting uh, down the way sort of thing and he messaged me whenever there was a big hit. Of course, that was Ray Stone. Um, you know, he was upending players by himself. He was dropping players like it was nothing. Um, I don't think he's ready for first grade yet, but you know it was a it was a really good um, captain's knock from him. I think from the stats he ran, hundred meters, um, made forty odd tackles or something. So a big game from him. Um, what else have I got here? Uh, Marnie made a lot of tackles. I think in the end, in about sixty one, I think it was. But um, Marnie's got is a bit like Cameron King. He just sort of uh, just sees that white line and goes for it and unfortunately sometimes it's de- the detriment to the team um, when the ball needs to get, the, get needs to get out to the halves um, but yeah, other than that his kicking game was pretty good um, I think he made 220 metres or something from the kicks um, but yeah outside of that not much to say because it's an absolutely terrible game well I'll jump onto the flag now Eels 46 
Bears 14, big uh, try-scoring feat for the Eels with uh, Cronin 1, Sapienza 1, Afalo 1, Vagalu, I think I'm pronouncing that right, 1, and Akafalau, Noel Akafalau getting 1, and then Hayes Dunster bagging 2, and Uti Kumanu. My boy Stefano two. getting 2 tries. So big big try-scoring feat for the day. Uh, absolutely massive, and it started off with an absolute cracker of a try. Uh, Stefano got the ball um, about on halfway between our 30 and 40 metre line. Just went straight through the middle of the Bears', Bears defence and ran over the top of the fullback and um, just sprinted away from the from the forwards. Everyone just went, geez, you know, uh, he's only 18 years old and um, he's making those sort of runs against, you know, 20s are usually a little bit lower and lesser in defence, quality of defence, but you know, just to run right up the middle um, and show the power and speed that he had. And then his second try was just as powerful and just as strong. Um, he got the ball 10 metres out from their line and just went, I'm going to score here. Broke past about three tackle, three defenders. Just brushed past me. Yeah. He was um, he was my man of the match for the game. He's, He's made some a really... special athlete, is Stefano. He's going to be the guy oh. that's going to be talked about in the same sort of category as Payne Haas and David Fafita up at the Broncos. Uh, he's just got to be yeah, managed, just... managed carefully... As he grows, like, like Sonny Bill, like what we saw of uh, Payne Haas, you know, you can throw these kids in too early and do some damage. So they're going to look after him and do the right thing by him because he is a real talent. Oh, for sure. And, you know, when you see these, um, the big fantastical runs that he makes, you think, oh, wow, you know, he's going to be a good player. I think he's, he's, got, he's still got a fair bit to work on. I think his attacking work rate um, could be increased a little bit. You know, he's, he's good in defense. His size, once you run into him, he's stopped. Um, but, you know, his attacking work rate, he just sort of... He, he makes hit-ups, but I think he needs to work on, you know, um, just the amount of hit-ups he's going to do. But as an 18-year-old, he's doing just fine in the 20s, which is unreal. Um, Jesse Cronin was another standout. It was just our, our, our entire middle um, dominated the Bears, and I think moving forward, that's what um, we need to focus on is just um, look at the size Big shout-out to my boy Steve Dressler as well. He made his return from a long, long layoff after his second ACL injury. And yeah, uh, Hamill oh. will explain what he did, but he had a good game. Oh, what a return it was. On his, You could see he, um, So he started off on the bench, and you saw him. He jumped on the bike, rode about five minutes on the bike, then went for his warm-up run. Then he jumped back on the bike. I think he pushed someone off just to get, <laughs> just to get some energy in the legs. And then they finally called him up, and I think he... Um, Got on about uh, 10 minutes ago in the first half. In his first run, I uh, um, sat a player on their bum, ran for 15 metres, and just he was so energetic, and it was so good to see him because he's such a good um, such a good kid, such a good person. He, he, when you, sh- you shake his hand, you think you've lost it because he was so excited just to be back on the field. Um, yeah, and he got a, he actually, I think there was a fair few cheers and claps from um, fans in the crowd who knew what, you know how long he's been out, what he's gone through. So no, it was it was a really good um, return for him. I think he's been out since round two last yeah, round year. Two and, last year against the Dragons, yeah. he did his ACL. And um, you know if if he can put that together, he's still only twenty. Um, you know if he can put that together, there's definitely a either a development contract or um, possibly even a top thirty spot. Um, waiting for him done you wouldn't think he's been out for that long it was just it was a fantastic performance from the big man um, what else have I got written here um, so yeah Celesi unfortunately Dylan Brown's injured at the moment I don't know what the injury is but Celesi had to stand up into step up into the halves you can tell he's not a half he's got he's got the he's got he's got the passing skills but you know he needs to be running onto those passes not throwing them yeah he's oh. a- He's a plus playmaker as a back rower, yeah, for sure. but he's no um, actual full-time playmaker. William so. Key also made his debut on the wing. Um, I thought he looked, he looked a little bit small out there, but you know, being only 18, coming out of the SG ball season, he'll definitely grow into his um, position. So, yeah, it was a good debut by him. Um, Sapienza, for our fourth-string half, halfback, looks pretty good. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was an absolutely fantastic cracking game from our... 20s and um, even though the score doesn't show it, the start of the game was really tough um, from the North Sydney Bears. 
And then on to the women's. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> going down to a big score again, South 78, 22. Um, but at least they um, they they got two points on the board. That's the main thing. So there's that. <laughs> Um, all right, on to Ron Massey Cup, twenty forty, Blacktown eighteen. Anybody in attendance for this one? No, I was on the same I time as um, Ringrose. I know they were down eighteen ten at half time, so they came back and flogged them in the end. So another gripe for um for him with the the scheduling, scheduling of the yeah. New South Wales Rugby League, um, and then the shield. Sorry, no, uh, Ron Massey doesn't bother me. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, then in the shield, twenty <laughs> uh, fifty eight workers thirty, um, and then of course Guildford hours sixteen, East Campbelltown forty two. So um, not great for the Guildford hours. I think that about wraps up the reviews. Unless we've got anything else to touch on for first grade, we're halfway through the season, sitting at two and ten. I don't know if we've got too much <laughs> more to say about it. <laughs> no, yeah, I think we've covered it in depth as to where we've gone wrong and whatnot. Oh, I just wanted to... I, th- I touched on it before, but um, our, our one percenters, um, so one kicking game, um, awful by Moses, stopped with the midfield bombs to nothing. Um, it's it's it's... Yeah, it's not doing anything. It's just it's making things more difficult because even if you do get under it, there was a there was one there where Moses got under it. I think took his own kick and then was tackled straight away because the the young not debutant but he's he's pretty uh, green um, Broncos player that came on in centre just uh, stood back, let him take it, and then wrapped the ball straight away. Um, so they're not doing anything. They're not uh, causing headaches for the defence. They're either easily diffused by the opposition because our kick chase is horrible, or um, we take it, but then we wrap straight away, so it goes to nothing. Um, on that kick chase, uh, just it's it's awful again. Um, you know, there was a one there where you had um, Darius Boyd pinned in a corner and three uh, chases running through, and somehow you let Darius Boyd with his busted hamstrings out and run back 30 metres. Um, and that's, not good enough. That's going to be a real cause of concern for the coming game, isn't it? Because one yes. Cameron Pong is going to be dynamic in that regards. And then a- another one is the support play. It's just it's not good enough. So many times Gower and especially Tepai on that right side made half breaks and were poking their noses yeah. through and they had a hand free, but there's nobody to take an offload. That, it seems that like kills when you we when do offload... Yeah, when we do offload, it's at the wrong time, and then when <laughs> we're ready to offload, um, there's no support runners around. So um, it was something that we did really well last year, and I think Parramatta in years gone past, you know, you look at that 2001 team, that 2005 team, uh, their their play, and even looking back in the 80s teams, their play was their attacking play was built off the back of second phase play, and uh, we just simply haven't done that this year because we're so gassed from making errors and defending those errors that you can't do those one percenters and somebody like Clint Gutherson who was doing a lot of that last year um, I think we've all got to give him a bit of um, space it usually takes about 12 months to get back yeah, on ACL absolutely, absolutely. so um, he's trying his ass off but it he's just not there at the moment and we shouldn't expect him to be because it just um, you're not the same coming back from an ACL and especially a second ACL um and I would like to see the hiring of a new offensive coach um, at some point in the future. You know, we 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 signed um, Kidwell as a defensive coach. Um, our defence hasn't been that bad. Um, I don't think um, we haven't let in ridiculous amount of tries. It's just more our own er- errors where we make an error in the opposition 20 and then, you know, a set later we give a penalty away and then a set later we let in a try on our goal line. And... It's frustrating watching it on TV. It must be so frustrating being a player going from um, almost about to lay on a try to two sets later, you've let in a try. Um, all through an error compounded with a penalty. Um, it's just happened all year. So hopefully they can turn a corner and um, prove us all wrong and and um, you know win a couple of games on the trot starting this Saturday, which um, our uh, member of the pod, PM, is coming down to watch. Yep. I'll, I'll be there with bells on. <laughs> all right, well, let's jump. Uh, as I said, there's not much news with Origin around. It's all Origin-related crap. Um, so get into that if you want to. Um, I usually don't get too excited to it until an hour before kickoff. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, that those years of Queensland dominance for the last 10 years have sort of curved my enthusiasm for, for Origin. Um, 
in the previews, Shield and Ron Massey Cup are on a global buy. Uh, in the women's, they'll pick up another two points, uh, which will see them on four points um, hey. with their second buy. And then running into the flag, Saturday, 3 p.m. at Ringrose. Unfortunately, we can't have this one at ANZ. That'd be great, um, seeing what the Panthers did last weekend, having the three grades uh, in one go. But unfortunately, that one's at Ringrose, 3 o'clock Saturday. Eagles in fifth, taking on Warriors in 11th. Uh, you want to run that through 40 and ham. Well, yeah, we're both planning to be out there. Should be a big day. Go um, flag into ISP, ANZ, into the NRL, obviously. So this is one of those games where you need just need to win it no matter how you do it. You're versing one of the lower-ranked teams and the Warriors who are still undergoing something of a rebuild in the lower grades because they're promoting a lot of their young kids up faster, I think, to the senior grades. Uh, last year, they were pretty ordinary in this in the, the MIC, weren't they, Ham? They, they, yeah, yeah. Um, how many games they win across? I'm not sure what's going season. on there because they're usually, um, you know, a really strong team. They've got a whole uh, country to pick from, and then they just haven't really brought anyone through. So I'm not sure what's going on there. And you, you tack on the travel time for the young Kiwis, and it really, really should be a game that they win. Uh, there are there are some roster weaknesses for the Eels this week with no Dylan Brown with, with whatever he picked up in the warm up. Is obviously seen him sit out two weeks now. Which is unfortunate. So they've named uh, Aiden Carling. Was it Ham? Is he the no? Uh, Jaden Field is Jaden the Field's new half. In, so Jaden Field's back from injury. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. So he comes back from injury to fill into that spot. Uh, and um, unfortunately, Tupo's, you gonna say Michael Tupo's back, but uh, Stefano's injured yeah. or not not in the team. So yeah, unfortunately, coming off at what I thought was a man of mat, man of the match. Um, Performance. He's <laughs> so not in the team. It swings and roundabouts for our boys as far as player availability at the moment. Uh, we have yeah, but you know this team. Um, I think we should be sitting higher. I think we're only fifth at the moment. I think we could definitely be in that top four. Well, we had that run um, where we played a couple of top four teams and lost by one and two points. Yeah, and that's obviously come back to hurt us a little bit uh, ladder position wise. But, yeah, but then this Warriors team's coming second last with a. Um, against of 239 only scoring um, 162 points they've got the second worst attack and oh, they're fairly up they're pretty good in defence so yeah we, you know we scored 100 more points than them you know we, we should be we should be beating them alright then let's jump into the ISP which we'll see uh, Wenty in ninth position taking on the Warriors in 8th Wenty had a string of wins and then unfortunately went down last week um this one, the curtain raiser to first grade, 5.15pm at ANZ Stadium. So if you're planning on attending the Newcastle game, um, get down there a little bit earlier. Um, I know I will be. Uh, if you want to meet up for a beer before, um, I'm meeting up with two of my Newcastle friends who are coming to the game with me um, at the uh, the brewery. at Is it the Novotel there? Downstairs, yeah. Yeah, 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 for a couple of beers there. Um, you know, you're going to pay about eight bucks a beer, unfortunately, but um, <laughs> it is what it is around ANZ Stadium. So, um, yeah. Do you want to dive into this 40 and, and PM? What have we got this Not week? really. It's um, going to be a pretty pretty poor game, I think. You know, I've, the the Warriors have got a pretty good team there with um, a few first-grade players. Then you look at Winnie's team and they'll have a, they'll have a fair few drop back, but... It's still, yeah. You know, look at that forward pack; it's still pretty dour. <laughs> they've, they've been punching above their weight for a while now. Ever since we roasted them, what about round four or five? We really put the boot into them, and since then they've been playing really solid football. Uh, the wheels fell off a little bit last week. I was in attendance. Maybe but... we should do it again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, as we mentioned in the review part of the pod earlier, Ham gave you the breakdown of where it all went wrong, and they played a pretty ordinary game against the, what was it, I think they were ninth or 10th place Bears at that time last week, so... Yeah, 10th sh- place Bears. Should have put them away, and unfortunately they didn't. And it's the... Sorry, I've got the drink repeating on me there. They're, it's the same same story for Wenty as far as, you know, player personnel availability is pretty ordinary. There's some, you know, good young players that are trying to do as much as they can. Dane Ackerflower out in the backs... You got uh, Reed Marnie's name in the nine. We're expecting Jamin Salmon to drop back from the NRL shadow bench the way that they usually do every week. And uh, Oregon Kafusi's got a starting berth in the front row, but I'd probably expect him to drop back to the bench when the NRL guys trickle back in for the game day. But you know, you got you got those four or five young guys: Akafalau, Salmon, Marnie, Kafusi, Ray Stone, who are the guys that you're building around in this team. 
and they're playing some good football. They had a personally had a pretty ordinary game last week as far as the playmakers are concerned. Ray Stone and Oregon Kafusi put up some really good numbers, which is encouraging for young forwards. And uh, I think with Kafusi, the most pleasing part, and Ham will back this up, is that he's getting so many metres in post-contact. For a, you know, a 19-year-old prop, he's turning 20 next year. He's doing, anywhere, in any given game, sort of 30 to 50% of his metres come from post-contact. So he's doing a good job there. Sort of surprising because he sort of, you know, he can't, he, um, there wasn't really a big name coming through the, the Harold Matson SG ball. Um, plays 20s a year early and, like, plays the whole year of 20s early. So that was a bit of a surprise yeah. there. And then um, come out of nowhere, to be honest, to, from playing ISP. And, you know, he hasn't done anything absolutely outstanding, but just getting progressively better each week, which is what you want. Yeah, he sort of... He was just a piece of that really good Harold Matthews squad. He took he took a big jump into the SG ball, but was still, once again, just another component of a very good team. But he just keeps making those steps up, which is really pleasing. And, uh, you know, as it stands, he looks like he's a, a good work rate prop with some genuine upside as far as impact's concerned, which is everything you want in a modern prop. Yeah, and plus, you know, he's decent size. He doesn't, he's, I think he's, um, last week against the Bears, he looked sort of sort of equal to them. Mm-hmm. Of course, in our team, he's going to be towered, monstered by uh, Kane Evans. But other than that, you know, he's uh, pretty pretty much bigger or as, as big as the other players around him. So he's got a good physical size. Um, didn't do an NRL preseason. So for him to be playing this well... Um, it's a reward for the form that he's displayed this year. So. Yeah, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, I think I think he's one to... To watch if you're getting out. Well, you, everyone should. Everyone that's getting that's, the that's first, the hope uh, is you get out for this the game, game should be getting out there because, you know, we don't want to be shown up by the other scum further west uh, <laughs> from their fans. That's so, it, you know, I think it's a bit of a challenge to Eels fans um, to get out there uh, for the quarter past five kickoff or as early as possible. It's on a Saturday. What else do you do? On, I don't do anything on Saturday nights. 24 and I don't do anything on Saturday nights except for go to the footy. I'm, dri- so I'm driving six hours. Be... I'm driving six hours. What's and you'll be getting excuse? there for... Uh... Yeah, exactly. See? I only have to go 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into first grade. Eels taking on the night, 7.45pm, Saturday ANZ Stadium. So this sees the 16th worst attacking team taking on the 16th <laughs> worst defensive team. Um, so... Um, can we overcome our attacking woes to put some points on a very bad defensive um, Knights team? Uh, we pummeled them in the preseason with a completely different roster, given all of our injuries, plus the sacking of Kane. Uh, sorry, the sacking of Kenny Edwards. <laughs> um, Kenny. Hopefully, hopefully uh, they can do something. Although Newcastle have been our bogey team, um, especially since 2001, uh, with Knights I think winning the last eight of ten. Um, even when they've been Jesus. woeful. Uh, we've played two matches at this venue, won the grand final 0-1, and um, our round 23 performance against uh, awful Newfor- Newcastle team last year, which saw them win that game 29-10. to um, That was, yeah, that that was not a good game to watch <laughs> um, last season. The Brock Lamb um, so, in that game. Oh, God. Yes. Um, Brock Lamb, I like it when he's actually uh, in control of a team. I think he's got... Um, He's got some scrubs to make an impact. I, I, I think um, Melbourne might be able to, if they were able to get him, they could turn yeah, he's, into a he's very competent He's got, got a bit of size for a young playmaker. He's um, not afraid to run the ball, which is, for me, the most important thing for a, a young six or seven because the pass and the kick come from there. So he's Yeah, got... I think he's more of a game manager as opposed to a, a running 5'8", um, and he just hasn't been able to have that role at Newcastle um, yeah, well, since they've signed. Yeah, it's been a pretty volatile set of... Um, circumstances surrounding their halves as far as injuries, bad uh, bad performances, and then big recruitment. So he hasn't been able to lock down a, a spot in that playmaking role. So like you said, he might end up at a better club and do a good job there. Or better club, a different club, sorry. Okay, so NRL is telling me that this is going to be televised on nine, but I don't, I'm not sure that's correct. And Fox League, I, th- I think uh, it'll... Maybe, maybe, maybe the origin, because of the, the changes in the simulcast... With the Origin short weekends, maybe they've yeah, cut a deal. Because there's only four games, so yeah, possibly. Exactly. Um, but no, we'll definitely double-check your TV guide before you rely on us. On the NRL <laughs> app, it only, on the NRL app it only says Fox Sports and Live Pass. It doesn't... There you go. Yeah, I wouldn't think it would be on 9 because it's the Saturday evening yeah, game. Yeah, the only, so only the, uh, NRL.com. 
Uh, getting it wrong again. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's just quickly run through the team list, which sees at least one player back on the extended bench for us. Uh, Bevan French moves to the fullback with Corey Norman out, injured. Um, sorry, I haven't got the injury list up, but what's what's actually happened to Norman? He's listed as a foot injury for one week. And it was coming into last week's game, it was put up that he had some sort of foot injury. I think um, I think so. someone mentioned at the end of the Manly win, he might have um, done something to it. I did, I just call off the top of my head that he might have um, been working his ankle a little bit and and uh, what's it called limping, sorry, well limping off the field. So maybe it's something he's been carrying for a couple of weeks and it sort of come to a head after doing the extra work at fullback. And then on the wings, Hoffman gets a recall after he scored a fair few tries for Wenty, um, mostly playing from fullback, but. Um, at least he's been getting over the stripe. George Jennings in the f- number five. Michael Jennings, Brad Takarangi in the centres, which sees Jared Hayne um, still um, some time away, unfortunately. And then in the six, Clint Gutherson as captain. Mitch Moses in the seven. In the starting props, Alvaro and CSI Vavo. And in the nine, Cameron King. Eleven, Manu Mau. Tepai Marora in the twelve. Penny Terrapo in thirteen. Interchange bench, Will Smith, Sui Matangi, David Gower and Murata Niakore. In the extended bench, Nathan Brown makes a return. Um, also, Kirasami Aba'a in the 19 and the fish Jonas Salmon and Kane Evidence also on the extended bench so um, it looks like having a read of that there might be some changes come game day um, but we'll just have to wait and see um, then on to the Newcastle team Kalen Ponga in the one jersey he's been called up to the Maroon squad but he's expected to be playing um, and then on the wing uh, Ken Seo revenge match um, against the Eels. Book, book, um, book him as an anytime try scorer for this game, seriously. Ex Eels <laughs> and, and scoring tries. And then on the other wing, Sean Kenny Dow in the centres, Sione Mataria. And Corey Dennis gets a call up after. Corey. Um, who is their other centre? Nathan Ross. Oh, Nathan Ross has picked up an ankle injury. Uh, sorry, a groin injury. Uh, Connor Watson, Jack Cogger in the halves, Jacob Lilliman in. And uh, Daniel Saifidi starting prop slate, Griffin at nine, Fitzgibbon, Barnett, and Aidan Guerra are the um, second row. On the interchange bench, Danny Levi, Chris Hyington, Jamie Bureau as captain from the bench, as well as co-captain with Aidan Guerra, and Josh King in the 18 jersey, but it says 18 jersey on NRL.com, but I'm assuming it's the 17 jersey. And then in the extended bench, Luke Yates, Brent Naden, Nicholas Meany, and Patrick Mataudia. So can we repeat our um, trial match against the Knights and come away uh, easy victors? <laughs> um, I'm not confident. If that, if that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a there was a bit of silence there. Everyone's a bit, yeah. I was more confident last week than I am this week, to be honest. I so think... is this where the run starts? Is this where the run starts this week? <laughs> oh, we can hope. Twelve in a row, isn't it? At least we at can least afford if... to drop one. By my count, we can drop one more game, um, and still just win out and make the finals. After that, it becomes mathematics as far as other results are concerned. And you don't know. tell them that they're not supposed to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they've been losing because it's still all mathematics. They want to. They want to make their run. <laughs> but at least Nathan Brown, if he's back. His tackles efficiency for the five games he's played this year is 93.4, which is well above anybody else in the team at the moment. And his average running meter is 125.3. So if we if he can if he plays, we can get dominate the middle. And if our rest of our forwards who played last week against the Broncos play as well as they did last week, there's no reason why that's, we can't create opportunities. Yeah. And the problem is we haven't backed up. That's a the trick: is getting Penny and, and Dave yes. Gower and Daniel Alvaro playing to that level with Nathan Brown's inclusion in the team. Yeah, instead of, instead of relying on Brown to do all the work, they've, they've got to do the work that they've done the last couple of weeks. The groundwork they've laid, especially Alvaro and, and Terrapo, they have, they've been really good and probably in career best form the last yeah. couple of weeks, and we're still losing. So, you know, it, it's every game I say it, you've got to dominate in the forwards first and do the work in the middle. And we have been doing that in patches, but we're still not getting the wins. We're still not getting the points on the board, and that's... Ends to, ends to the sets have been poor. Um, attacking options in the opponent's 20 have been poor. We need to kick to the corner. Hashtag kick to the corners this week, guys. Get that <laughs> trending because I'm fairly sick take of take these wing. midfield bombs, for goodness sake. Kick the damn behind the winger and chase. 
It's killing me. Down, you can yell it out to them. I will. You can yell it I'll out probably to get them. kicked it's... out of the bloody centre line seats there because it's probably supposed to be quiet in there, but I'll probably get kicked out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> We've got to get this happening. I might even bring a sign that says hashtag kick to the corners and under the and put this means you, Mitch, underneath it. <laughs> there's there's some interesting little subplots to this game. Uh, we get to see Bevan presumably at fullback this week after those little media whispers about you know potentially looking for a, a way out if he can't play fullback at Parramatta. So he, he struggled in that position earlier in the season when we didn't have much of a platform from the forwards. How is he going to handle that this week? Does he get the same sort of license to ball play out wide the way that Corey did? I know that Ham and I were talking about this earlier today about how they use him and if they can use him the way that Norman was used would be interesting. Um, the other, just trying to think the other stuff. I'm, I'm not expecting anyone to come in except maybe Nathan Brown. So it's just going to be a case of how Mitchell Moses handles being the sole playmaker. Because we were sort of expecting that last week against Brisbane, but we really use Corey almost as the primary playmaker out wide uh, with that sweeping role from fullback. So letting Moses run the show properly, you know, from start to finish will let this team know where it's at. And if the problem as far as execution was contributed to at least by having two dominant halves, if you know what I mean. Janko holds it to the ball, we win the game. But, uh, <laughs> there's had, there's, a, there's a, a lot of ifs like that, weeks. but yeah, Janko's had a, a real three weeks, yeah. I think it is, going back to the Dogs, was it? Is that the, or was it the game before that? He, um, he's I had thought a the Warriors of, was his first time he's... You know, he Warrior, Warriors, Dogs, and Brisbane, yeah, he had a... Yeah. If, if Knights hadn't gotten smacked last week, I would have been... I, I would feel confident, but it's that, you know, when a team gets flogged, they usually come out and respond well. It's just, I, I'm not I'm not confident this week because, you know, anyone with... If, if Caelan Pong is playing and not, like, um, going off to Origin Camp, anything can happen, man. I just think it could get ugly. Like, very ugly. Yeah, he scares but, um, me when he gets inside not. our 20. I hope we get a win, because if not, um, PM will be very upset travelling all this way for shit performance. Uh, I've had to watch my TV, do, so... One <laughs> thing we do need to acknowledge in regards to the Jared Haynes situation is that it's empirical evidence that hips do not, in fact, lie. Shakira, anyone? Hello? On a serious note, right, um, is there any chance that uh, Bevan moves back to the wing, Hoffman uh, drops out, and Gufferson go back to fullback, and Salmon debuts in the 5'8"? Is there any chance that could happen? Or? No. No. I think yeah, it's maybe. slim to nil. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah I was going to say 1% chance or less. I, I wouldn't... I don't think he's just quite ready yet, Salmon. He's still got a few things to work on. And, he, you know, he's, this is, he's only played eight games this year. We've got to remember that. Just come off a, a neck injury, which required surgery, and he was, you know, close to not ever playing again. Um, only 19 years old. He's got time. He's got time. There's no point in throwing the young fella in while we're playing like shit, and then he comes in, got all this uh, weight of expectation on him as a half, as a young half coming in, and not living up to people's hype, and what 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 have you. So I don't I don't I don't think he's ready. Personally, they turned him once, and he's still not quite ready. It still leaves a little bit longer. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit more time. Do we want to jump into our predictions? Um, I'll start with Birdie. Oh, um, Parramatta going to win uh, twenty-eight. <laughs> you said you were nervous before. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to keep a straight face for this uh, prediction. Um, Parramatta to win twenty-eight to six. First try scorer will be French and. Jenko is not going to make an error. I'm how many, calling it. How many penalty goals are we going to kick? Uh, hang on. We're gonna, no, we're, not gonna, we're, gonna miss, we're gonna score five tries and we're going to miss one, one conversion. All right. I'm happy with that. <laughs> That's only 22 points, is it? Nah. Oh, yeah, missed one. Sorry. Five tries, four goals. Sorry. Sorry, Betty. All righty. There's a big win coming, boys. There's a big win coming. Uh, Parramatta 52 to 10. So... No pressure, boys. You know, just go big or go home. Uh, first try scorer will be... Hang on. Sorry, I need to check the team quickly for the forwards. First try scorer is going to be Penny Trepo. The penis torpedo. The penis torpedo. Yeah. Him. Um, I'm not as optimistic as 40, so I'll say 51. <laughs> 11. Um... We'll score 50 points and then we'll go, all right, we've got no more attacking plays left. Let's just kick a field goal. Who cares? 
God, a first try scorer. Um, George Jennings, he's going to replicate the intercept again, but this time it's only going to be uh, 80 metres in, instead of 90 metres he runs. Um, yeah, let's go with that. And Parramatta, you're going to be there, center line tickets. Um, what do you think? Oh, bucket of fino. So hard to predict, isn't it? Um <laughs> I mean, statistically Wait. speaking, tipping a loss is probably a good idea if you're a betting man. Yeah, but, but every loss is closer to a win. So we must be getting it's close true. to a win again. That's true. So I think we're going to win. I hope so. We're going to win 26-16. And Cameron King's going to score the first try. He's not going to run out of dummy half, though. It's going to be Nathan Brown is going to come to the start lineup. He's going to get nearly to the line and get a one-handed offload out the back to him and he'll just dive over next to the post where no one touches him. And King will get the first try. Finally, you'll get out, get on the board. All right. Well, I, I got back the boys, getting a win. No idea on the score, but I think our way to victory is to bash them up the middle. They've got a, a lot of young forwards there, um, and if you saw what the Sharks did to them last week, uh, they completely dominated in the middle of the field. Um, and especially when you had uh, players like uh, Jamie Bura, who's been a workhorse, but, you know, not great um, as a middle forward. Josh King's still pretty young. Chris Hyington's getting a bit old, a bit of grey behind the ears. Um, but the the couple of big players you've got to watch out for, of course, is Caelan Ponga at fullback, and then Danny Levi, especially around our ruck, because at times um, there was that period where the Broncos were getting right on top of us um, at the beginning of that second half, and then but for a George Jennings intercept, it could have got ugly um, if the boys hadn't turned it around last week. Um, you really felt the game slipping away until he came up with that, that great play. Um, but I'd really like to see a try from inside the opposition 20 um, this week. <laughs> it would be nice. That's, that's pretty um, selfish, Hamish. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, some sort of um, setup from Mitch Moses uh, pulling the strings again, um, which he he's tried his ass off for the last couple of weeks, and you know you can't fault his effort, but um, just missing on those mm-hmm. the timing and 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 um, players running over the top of each other, getting their lines mixed up, everything getting mixed up, and as um, PM touched on earlier, that block block bullshit. Um, yeah, you need to run some better plays than that. And I thought we did um, a couple of times that, that short ball onto Tepo Moroa, I thought really worked on that right edge. And he um, punched holes through Broncos all last week. I'd like to see him do that again. Um, but if you're a betting man, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, any time try scorer, he's um, getting your <laughs> cash every week. Um, hopefully Tep Moroa can um, refine that. If you remember, I think it was about three years ago now, back in 2015 where he blew his shoe out and, and yeah. scored that runaway try for yeah. Tep. <laughs> I'd like to see a recreation of that one. Um, but I'll be there with two of my Newcastle mates who came last year, um, so hopefully I can pay them back in kind for um, for all the sledging <laughs> after the, the match last year. <laughs> um, so let's wrap it all up with some plugs. I'll start with you, Birdie. You're on Twitter at BevanHeaven. Uh, BevanHeaven1 uh, on Twitter. So guys, Love Island, who's keen for that show? I will Mitchell add, is it is Mitchell a Moses brilliant touch from Channel 9 it, yeah. to have the ladies always in their bikini. I think that is hands down. <laughs> God. That is bringing back the views. And, um, yeah, who needs Megan Markle when you've got five <laughs> ladies in bikinis, you know, on the show? So, yeah. <laughs> Birdie's, Birdie's wasting oh, God, no time Birdie. moving on if he's um, his um, next crush. Oh, yeah, you gotta, you got to move on, man. You can't, you can't be a crazy... You know, ex or something like that, or crazy stalker. So yeah, move on to the next chick. It's really easy nowadays, Birdie, with the internet and everything. No one even knows you're stalking them. Are you on Tinder, Birdie? Nah, nah. What's Tinder? Get, get Tinder, man. He's on Grinder. <laughs> Dude, that, nah. I'm I, honestly, this might offend some people, but I reckon these uh, dating apps, whatever they call, it, I reckon they're full of shit. Unless no, you want to catch an wrong. STD or no, something, um, I think that's good. <laughs> I reckon it's full of shit. They're full of desperate. Catch them all. They're full of desperate people. <laughs> They're definitely full of desperate uh, people. But... All right. So next week on Birdie's Love Life, um, on to forty. <laughs> G'day, fellas and ladies who are listening. Uh, I'm forty twenty. I'm part of the Cumberland Fro. You can catch us at thecumberlandfro.com and on Twitter at EelsTCT. Uh, match reviews, player grades, all sorts of opinion pieces. We got it in spades. Uh, we got Will there be a, uh, a live blog of the 20s this week? There, well, knock on wood, 
Um, my, my laptop's giving me the shits lately, but knock on wood, it will be uh, fine for the there weekend. There we go. So we should I like reading back through it. Yeah, hopefully have at least uh, one to two games of live blogs for the Fleg and the Intra Super Premiership. Hopefully we go two from two on those grades. And we've got something pretty cool cooking up, hopefully in the next week or two, which I can't drop too many hints for, but keep uh, keep an eye out on our, our tweets and our website because we've got some uh, cool things happening. And then on to you, Ham. Uh, yep, on Twitter, always at HamSamish22. I love when random people just um, reply to my comments. <laughs> Absolutely the best. So if you're just some random person that doesn't follow me, um, oh, if you're listening to this pod, you should follow me. But if you're not, um, just send me, just reply to something. Just call me a flog. I love when people do that. Just when I put up my opinion or something. It's, I always like that one. What, what um, Ham's really trying to say is you need to follow him so you can slide on into those DMs. I do follow back. I do follow back <laughs> for, those, for those crucial, crucial DMs. Um, I haven't got a band this way. I haven't been listening to much music. I have any new music. Um, although I will say, like 40, I do have maybe some um, possible future ventures, but I can't say too Ooh. much at the moment because everything's got to be worked out. So, yeah. Well, right. Very mysterious end to this podcast. Yes. Two, two very sly... Um, not predictions <laughs> uh, plugs I'm all over the shop at the moment not punts <laughs> okay so is it a joint venture between Birdie and Ham on their uh, Tinder adventures <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh by the way Ham what happened to that um, I hate Penrith podcast that you were thinking about doing you know any traction with that? Well, that might be what I'm talking about, so... Oh, <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'm, I'm not, I don't really want to waste time thinking about them. They've, we've got some... Um, <laughs> we've got some uh, of their supporters live up the road and, you know, I, I run inside whenever I see them reversing out of their driveway because... They just make comments, but I don't think they've been to a game since about 2003, so they might start going, who knows. So another, um, where did all these fans come from sign, um, but this time yep. for the Panthers <laughs> instead of the Warriors. <laughs> um, PM. Yep, you can catch me on Twitters, at Parramatters. There might be a few snapshots from the game Saturday night on there. If you jump on there, I'm sure you already follow me already. If you listen to this podcast, you've been following me the whole time, I'd say. Now, I've got a special on at the moment, on the website www.sportfirstnambucca.com.au Special, special, special. It's only till midnight the 31st of May. You use the discount code TAKE20OFF. Put that in the discount little coupon code there in the checkout area and you'll save 20% off anything on the site. Okay, and if it's over 100 bucks, you'll get free shipping. So your jersey won't be 170 bucks. It'll be 136, I think it is. 136, absolute bargain, free shipping. Get on there now. There's Indigenous jerseys there. There's Heritage jerseys on there. There's training gear. The whole works. There's even some running shoes on there if you need to go for a run or something. And some of you people who, if you were sitting on the computer all day eating pies and everything, you probably need to go for a run. So do that. Get some shoes. <laughs> Sportfirstnambucca.com.au. Get on there now. All right. We're at Parapodcast on Twitter and forward slash Parapodcast on Facebook. Been a bit light on the material, keeping all his weight in Fiji. Um, for a week, um, but if you ever get a chance, get over there. Um, all the locals love NRL, uh, love rugby, love ru- love rugby league as well. Um, especially there's a lot of Parramatta fans over there. Um, one of the, <laughs> the um, sports conveners over there, they had a table tennis table, and we played for my uh, eel singlet and eels cap. Um, luckily, <laughs> I had a spare one, um, which I passed on to him. So. Did you get sharked? Oh no, you, you passed it on. No, no. Um, my my stepdad actually plays. Uh, table tennis competitively um, oh, shit. like at state level and whatever else so I, I did a bit of um, you keep competitive sharp. table tennis as, as, a, as a kid <laughs> now the real question is a fun oh, fact you, about Hamish did you plug the pod over there at yeah. least for us you know we need some more some new uh, listeners, listeners. Uh, no, I, I don't know if any of them know what a podcast is oh, um, out there <laughs> but you could have shown drank, it I drank Carver with the uh, the village chief down um, we were down near Sigatoka um, so um, and, and spread the good word of the Parramatta Eels. Uh, unfortunately, there was a uh, children's, um, like a second grade, they were doing some sort of mission out in Fiji and handing out little stuff to the locals, and they were spreading around uh, at the AFL Giants gear, 
Wow. Um, so oh. um, I might have to do a saviour podcast in running around. Did you, um, mm-hmm. next time we're over there. Did you explain <laughs> to him that that gear is really good for lighting the fire? that you burn to make the carver, you know? <laughs> well, I have to say, um, we we visited the um, the children's kindergarten and then we went for a waterfall hike and then came back and the kids had got out of that AFL gear pretty quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think they were already in on the good word of uh, rugby and league being better than AFL. Um, so, enjoy your rugby league this week. Hopefully you can get down to the game. You can catch all of us, Bob Birdie, um, at the game. Um, Birdie locks a lounge room a bit too much to go out to the cold of ANZ in the beginnings of winter. I'm going to watch my first Paramount game with my nephew. It's going to be a good moment. Ah, great. Yeah, so congratulations to Birdie on being a new uncle. Yeah, well done, yep. Birdie. Well, you didn't do much, but well done. Thank anyway. you, guys. <laughs> That's the closest I'm going to have kids because um, the kids uh, give me the shit. So with that, let's <laughs> <get> going, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. Is that I it? Love we, you. Uh... I love you, Bertie. Can't end like that. That's terrible. <laughs> so, so if there's any kids out there, um, you give Bertie the shits. I'm going to have to put a warning now. You give him a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it there. And um, fingers crossed the boys get over the line this week. Uh, this is the start. This is the start. We're turning the season around. About to go on a run. Um, I can sense it in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> see, right. later. see you next yep. time, boys. See you, no, see you at the game. See you at the game.